We are coming at you live from Richmond, Virginia. This is Bang the Book. I am Professor joined by Kanto the Greek on this Thursday evening. Kanto, how are we feeling? Feeling great, Professor. As always, it's Thursday night. Football is on. Uh, I got the Colts tonight, beating the Jets. Things are looking good. I'm sipping on a couple claws. I'm feeling great heading to the weekend. And, oh, by the way, my Cowboys are 6-1 and one, and Dak is back. Dak is back, baby. It's an odd choice having white claws on a frosty November <laughs> evening. You know, I just it's it's one of the I, I'm into it, man. I'm into the claw when I don't want to go too heavy. Uh, I just pick them up and they start flowing right after work and they don't stop flowing until I hit the, the bed, hit the pillow. So uh, it's a good. Yeah, it's just it, I try to mix it up every other night, too. Like I won't go claw tomorrow night. I'll go like beer tomorrow night and then I go back to bourbon. I try to just keep the body guessing. Yeah, I've got some uh, some Basil Hayden small batch that I just cracked into last night. Sipping on that makes you sleep like a baby. Oh my god, whiskey, a couple couple bourbons before you go to sleep. If you have two, you're great. If you have four, it's a little bit uh, different. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you put one back, it does make you sleep a whole lot better. That's maybe I'll have one. I, I think I'm gonna make one while we're talking. Yeah, uh, you know, pour one up. Pour, pour one up. up. Yeah, so if we look at the standings uh, for the for the season in the Kanto Cup, Kanto the Greek coming in at twenty and eight, <laughs> Professor at fourteen and ten. You know, Kanto, you go three and one last week, but you actually lose a half game to uh, to myself going three and zero. Oh, so um, still a lot of football left to be played. But if you had rode with the Bang the Book crew last week, you would have been six and one going straight to the bank. Dude, that is an impressive week. And I'm going to tell you right now, people better pay attention. We've been doing some work this year. And uh, you going 3-0 and is a big a big deal, man. Big deal. I think I only lost a wild card game last week. You did. And what was that game? Um, looking through here. Oh, it was the uh, – shit, man. What was the wild card game? Let's see here. Oh, it was uh, – <laughs> Tommy two dicks laying <laughs> four and a half in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't go against my going against Tommy two dicks. I mean, that's my you know, I've learned my lesson betting against him, and he just burned me. But you know, I mean, three and one's not bad. You're winning all day at three and one. So you know, six and one. Think about that, right? So like, if you lay seven units equally. Right. If you're saying a hundred unit just for even math, sure. We would have we would have won you what? Four hundred and ninety dollars? Correct. We would have won you four hundred and ninety dollars just by listening to our cast last week. I mean, come on. If that's not a reason to listen, I don't know what else is. Yeah, I, I will say that, you know, just a, a cursory view of some of these big names that pick games, whether it be Colin Coward or Dave Portnoy. Both of them are well below 500 in their picks. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we're on to something here. I think so. I just make sure that at the end of every episode, we do a disclaimer, you know? I think, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you have to protect yourself by putting the disclaimer out there. I'll be here with some kind of lawsuit 10 years from now. Oh, man, shoot. I don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> don't want that. Hey, let's look at the... Um, the news for the week, of course, being Aaron Rodgers not playing against Green Bay, you know, being the sharp – or excuse me, against Kansas City. The sharp that you are, you went ahead and played Kansas City even money early Wednesday morning. What's your take on the Aaron Rodgers deal? 
is he in the right? Is he in the wrong? Is he just the same pompous asshole he's always been? What's going on here in Green Bay? Yeah, so he is a pompous asshole. But uh, he's in the news for two things. That sweet-ass meme he had two weeks ago where he was, like, knocked out and the, the helmet's on his head. So that, thing is, that thing is fantastic, first of all. We never, we never got a chance to talk about that. But, you know, I mean, I think he's just one of those people that likes to – to, you know stir the pot and he got caught on this one and i read the i read the rules like if he was vaccinated he could take two tests and then play sunday but since he's not vaccinated he has to be out 10 days now i don't i don't necessarily think there should be any penalty or or anything that comes that way like in terms of like a fine because it really is his choice whether he wants to take it or not and he he led people the wrong way but he never actually said he was vaccinated Right. So that's what the hoopla is. So, I mean, he's just that pompous asshole. He knows how to, he knows how to, you know, stir the pot. He knows how to say the things so that people kind of got off of his case about it in the preseason. But look, man, I'm not going to be here to tell people it's right or wrong to take the vaccine. I personally think it's your choice. I, I got one. I think you should get one. But at the end of the day, if you feel one way and he feels one way, he shouldn't have to get it because he's a football player. You know, that that's my opinion. It's up to him. And I just I think the misguiding the the public is where people have a problem. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think the, the lack of, um, you know, the, the lack of being straightforward, the lack of honesty, if you want to call it that with the public is what people are concerned about. We, we know who Aaron Rodgers is, uh, but, you know. We'll see what happens with the game. Now, the game was that supposed to be a Sunday night game? The game is not flat. I mean, I don't think the game flexed. So it's always been the four twenty five slot. Yeah, I mean, you don't. I don't think we you don't flex games until after Thanksgiving. Okay. So those games are those games are locked in where they are. I mean, literally. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, that game we were talking, we were joking about it even before uh, the line shifted. Like he was even, and I loved Green Bay. Like I thought Green Bay was gonna walk all over Kansas City because he was getting his arsenal back at wide receiver. But I mean, you know, at that point when they when they lose Aaron, it's over. You know, it's just basically over at that point. I mean, they are getting the wide receivers back, but uh, you know, I don't who's who's the guy, who's the backup, the young kid that's throwing. I don't love. know. Love is I mean, I think Kansas City, this is the type of stuff that Kansas City needs. They need a little bit of luck. To beat teams that they should, they probably wouldn't beat if they were full strength. If they get a win here, that's a big thing for them because Kansas City's staring at playing Dallas in two weeks, which is not going to be easy for them either. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, it is, you know, Aaron's just a little pompous. You know, I'm I'm with you on that when you first said it. He's a pompous ass. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, As we're talking about a few minutes ago in regards to especially your plays as well as my plays last week. The public, and I think we can lump ourselves into the public, is having a, a big fall so far. However, however, just as the encroaching fall has left much of the country with its first frost, the tide is slowly turning against the public in NFL wagering. After being combined eight games over 500 in weeks four through seven, the public fell back to mediocrity last week. This is a harbinger of things to come. The book has been banged, but as always, the book shall bang back. Indeed, the public is five games over 500 on the season, 
and undoubtedly has local bookies scrambling to shake down tardy gamblers who insist in paying with IOUs. But the tone has been set in week eight and shall continue into our year of the Lord 2022. So, Kanto, without further ado, we move further here into week nine. Uh, let's cut, try and keep this winning thing going. Who we got in week nine? Sure. So uh, I'll start. I always pick Dallas, right? You, you give me shit because that's part of my winning streak, right? They're 7-0 against the spread. <laughs> well, it has been a point of contention. But even <laughs> so, you know, if you take out the, the seven Dallas games, you're still 13-8 and eight against right. the spread, which is nothing to sneeze at. Right. So um, you're going to pay a little heavy juice to get it down to 9.5, but I'll take Dallas at 9.5. I think 10 is just one of those numbers that's a push number. Um, I don't like, you know, if you can get it, pay a little extra, get down to nine and a half, I would take it. I don't think Dallas is going to struggle with Denver. Denver just got rid of Von Miller. Dak's back, and uh, they're rolling and all. I mean, and great teams win by big margins against mediocre to bad teams. I think that's the situation we have here. We're back home in Dallas. We have Denver, and we're going to roll. So, um, and then, I mean, listen, there's a lot of, lot of hype around Dallas right now. There's a lot of momentum, and I just don't think they're one of those teams that that will lay an egg with that kind of that kind of hype. I think, you know, I watch a lot of the locker room stuff. I listen to a lot of the team, the players. They believe it, and uh, and Dak is just a great leader. So they, I, I'm taking them all the way every day. Uh, the next one is uh, where we've talked a little bit about the Chargers um, minus two against Philly. Listen. They've lost two games in a row, right? I mean, I don't think they're going to lose three. If you're a playoff team, you can't lose three games in a row. Philly is not that good. I mean, I know they won last week, but they got blown out by Dallas, and the Chargers played Dallas very, very well. I mean, that was a great game, and the Chargers, I feel like, are a good team. Now, the Chargers got blown out by Baltimore. They got beat by New England by three, I think, last week, but those are those are tough teams, and Philly has yet to beat a good team, so I just don't see it here. Um, I believe that the Chargers are going to win by more than two points in Philadelphia. Yeah, um, in, in looking at that Chargers game, I, I wanted to make it one of my plays, especially when the line dropped from three to two, but something about it just didn't seem right. I don't know if it was the West Coast team going east to play a 10 a.m. game, the, you know, the, the West Coast team laying points on the road. I I think it's going to work for you, but something about it just seems kind of stinky. Well, if you circle back to three weeks ago, I'm the one that said you take the Ravens all day because the Chargers traveling east, it's just, it's just going to be tough to play when you travel east and you have to play against a good team. That happens when you play good teams. Philadelphia is not a good team. So I understand why the line is where it is. I get that it's moved from three to two. I mean, you told me that the public is on the Chargers, and the public's right this time. I mean, the public is going to win on the Chargers. I just don't buy into Philadelphia at all. Um, they're just not good. There's not a good football team. Um, the last play is uh, the Raiders, minus three against the Giants. Uh you know, I like the favorites this week. I, after you picked your three games, I, I actually kind of, I kind of struggled to find. I was looking for an underdog to take, and I just couldn't find one. Honestly, when I was looking at it, right, um, right. But uh, the Raiders minus three. I mean, the whole thing that happened with Rugs over the, over the week, the weekend on Tuesday morning with him driving the car. I mean, that we should be talking about that. A twenty-two year old kid 
nothing but promise in front of him. He's got probably millions of dollars in his sight, and he makes a stupid decision, gets drunk, drives 156 miles an hour, has a gun in the car, and gets into the accident and kills someone. Like, this is just, it's just a really sad story. Just a really sad story. If you read deeper into that story, he's, like, never been in trouble, like, never got caught doing anything wrong, like, his whole life. And we've all done fucking terrible things, and we've made mistakes. But For sure. And he just got caught on one or just, it just went bad for him, you know? Um, and I feel for him. I, I, you know, I think it's a stupid mistake. I feel terrible. He's going from playing on Sunday afternoons to playing in a jumpsuit for the next 20 years. But you know, it is, what it is. the Raiders have gone through some turmoil. They lost a coach. They have this going on with their wide receiver, but at the end of the day, the giants are fucking terrible. They're just a terrible football team. The whole NFC East is terrible top to bottom, but not even excluding Dallas, Philly, Washington, New York. It's just really bad football. And I think the Raiders will come away with this and cover the three, no problem. Um, at the end, I like, I like David Carter win the game. So, yeah, the giants, you know, they played primetime on Monday night against Kansas city. They covered the 10 and a half. They're really a strange team. They're not good by any means, but they were able to play ugly enough to uh to keep a minute of of course um the public as well as you know all the money is on vegas here uh 72% of the handles 74% of the bets are on the raiders so maybe the public is right again here but i i'm concerned Conto, that you're playing these uh you know these west coast road favorites heading east yeah, I mean, listen, you're talking about the favorite. And now I'm kind of weary about this with the favorites taking two uh, two uh, public teams. Um, you know, listen, I just the Giants. They've had some injuries at wide receiver. They tried to shop Ingram, and Jason Garrett's their offensive coordinator. So I've I've seen this song and dance before. You know, I just I the Raiders are playing for something the Giants aren't. And that means something, right? It's week nine. The Giants are out of the race. The Raiders are not. And I just think that means something in these close games. So at the very worst, I think you push. There's no way the Giants win, you know? So, right. um, but I hear you. I hear you. I hear your concern. Maybe this is the week that, that I go down, dude. This might be the week I go <laughs> on three. I mean, I'm taking the boys are seven or no. It, I don't know the last. What, what team? Has gone eight no against the spread. Uh, in recent memory, I have no idea. No idea. That's I mean that's so I'm taking the boys like I always do. You know you don't like either one of my plays against the West going East. So you know it could be the week I go down. You know we'll see what you have. See if you can pick, gain some ground on me. It could it could be it could but be. As you know, Jeff, I don't always play my I don't always play my plays. So that doesn't. I, you know, I know you don't. I know. Thank God for that. <laughs> hey, let me toss you a wild card here. Um, we've got the Arizona Cardinals traveling. Niners, 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 Niners. The Niners, Bay Niners. Area catching one and a half. Niners. Why is that? No Murray, no no hope? Uh, their wide receiving core is not going to play. Uh, A.J. Green is out and Hopkins is probably not going to play. Okay. I like the um, Niners. Does that change if Murray plays? 
Um, no, I just I think he's got to throw the ball to somebody, and I like the Niners here in one of those games where um, Kittle's coming back, so he's playing. They're getting healthier as Arizona's getting a little bit weaker, and you know, I I just I think the Niner I like the Niners here. I took the Niners in my I'm. I'm leading this pick em challenge of like, you know, I think I've talked about it before, a lot, a lot of people. And I took the Niners this week because I'm just confident that the injuries in Arizona will play into this game. And that's why I took them. Yeah, I I want to agree with you. And, I, and I'm not necessarily disagreeing, but I haven't watched the Niners play too much. I watched them play a few Sunday nights ago against the Colts where they got manhandled by uh, – a below 500 Colts team. And I was not impressed with 49ers, but maybe the turnaround this week. Look, I mean, Vegas knows shit, right? They, we, we agree with that. They always do. And San Francisco's the favorite in this game. Yes. I mean, if I would have told you, if, if you would have not have looked at the line at all, and you took an Arizona who was deemed one of the best football teams Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, they were the best football team in the whole NFL. The people talked to like that. And you know, right. the Niners, they were floundering a little bit. You would have said to me, there's no fucking way the Niners ever fucking are favorite against Cardinals. Right? Correct. This they, line opened at Arizona minus two and a half, it's looking like. So it's been a four-point swing. You know, and I watched, and I watched this, and I watched that Dallas line last week. And Dallas was favored. They went from... You know, minus three to plus three with Dak's injury. Like it kind of got down to one. That's why I took it. And then when Dak got ruled out, it went to plus three. And before they ever ruled it, I saw it happen with Vegas. And I was like, Dak's not fucking playing. Like he's not playing. Well, dude, I, I got it at four and a half right before kickoff on Sunday evening. Right, right, right. So, so Vegas knew before we knew when they announced that Dak wasn't playing, that Dak wasn't playing. That's why I look at the line and I say Dallas minus 10, minus nine and a half. Dak's absolutely playing. You know what I mean? It's like right. you, can look, you can look to these lines to learn so much about the team before the Sunday even happens. So, like, I just think that Cardinals are more banged up than they're letting on. And there's a good chance Murray doesn't play. I mean, Hopkins won't play. I know AJ Green's already ruled out. I mean, you take out the big name players, and what are the Cardinals? They're playing against the the 49ers in San Francisco with Kittle coming back. And I just think that, you know, they San Francisco, San Francisco wins this game. Like, and the Cardinals will they'll be they'll they'll lose what two straight at this point? They lose this game. Yeah, you wonder if Arizona has has uh blown their proverbial load too soon. Maybe. You know, the West is tough, man. Man, you got Russell when he gets back. You got L.A. who just upped their defense. You know, San Fran was was in the past couple of years have been a really good football team. Like, they're not – it's not crazy to think that Arizona just won the games they were going to win early in the year. You know what I mean? Right, so like, right. And I, I've never been super sold on Murray. I know people are. But I just feel like he's one hit away from never coming back. The guy's much tinier than he, you know. So I just, at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be a hard fought, contested West battle, and you could probably flip a coin. But I like the fact that new, new, the the Forty ers are getting healthier, where Arizona's getting 
more injured. And I think I got to take the healthier team. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, let's look over here at the New England Patriots coming off a big win against the Chargers, coming into Charlotte, laying four against the Panthers. Uh, in my first play of, of week nine, I'm going to take the Panthers plus four. A couple of reasons here. One being that despite how terrible Sam Darnold has been playing, they still have the number two pure defense in the National Football League. Darnold is the 30th ranked, uh, has the 30th ranked passer rating in football. So it's not like he's carrying this team. You got this this rookie PJ Walker out of Temple starting. That I don't think is going to be a huge deal. And then lastly, you got Christian McCaffrey coming back on Sunday. I think the home dog barks here. Give me Carolina plus four. I am with you. I was taking this game. If you didn't take it, and you know I'm a Carolina apologist, I love them. You I do. I feel I almost did. wrong taking them. Yeah, I do love that was the that was the underdog game that I was gonna take. But uh, you know, hey, listen, McCaffrey's a big jolt, man. It's lightning in a bottle. When he comes back, he changes the the scope of the game. And the Pats, I mean, they've played well, and you know, the quarterback there, um, Mac Jones has done a really nice job, but this is not a AFC game. This is an AFC NFC game, and it's in Carolina. And I just think that four points is a lot. So I think they cover a hundred percent. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, it opened at two and a half. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why the move went to four. I'm not sure if it was the Darnold news or people are just really hyped about the Patriots and their big win last week. Perhaps some recency bias there but i think the number is nice here getting carolina plus three and a half or four so that's number one play number two we've got the cincinnati Bengals laying two and a half against cleveland it's a good game what a great game what a a great game game. it's a good game i'm just trying to figure out you know obviously obviously um you know the browns have the number one rushing attack in football but Nick Chubb without Kareem Hunt, I don't think is going to be nearly as good. He had something like 16 carries for 61 yards against Pittsburgh last week. Cincinnati does have the number seventh ranked rush defense. So if you make Baker Mayfield throw the ball, what is he really going to do? I don't think that Beckham Jr. is even playing or on the team anymore. I know Jarvis <laughs> Landry has been banged up. This team cannot move the ball in the air. And Baltimore will tell you that if you try and get in a shootout with Cincinnati, it's not going to end well. Yeah. I'm laying the two and a half here with the Cincinnati Bungles. I couldn't argue with you. Um, I do think that there's – so, you know, I got my gut things. Like when adversity happens, when you have Beckham and what's going on, that either – takes a team and kicks them in gear or that either completely dismantles a team. So you're going with the whole, they're going to fall apart. Beckham's not even on the team. It's all process, which is probably the right thing. And the Bengals are coming off of embarrassing loss to the Jets after a huge win to the Ravens. So I think it's a hard fought contested battle. I like your pick. I like the Bengals better than Browns anyway. And you know, Personally, this is an Ohio game. Nobody should really give a fuck because everything from Ohio sucks. 
Correct. <laughs> uh, so, you know, including the Buckeyes, but uh, I like Burroughs. I like his attitude. I like his cockiness. It's, 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 they both are like that way. Like Baker's that way too, but Burroughs is just better at it. It's just, he's got a, it's just the way he says it and does it. Like, I don't know. Have you seen that video of him and the, the, the reporter shows him a picture of himself when he was younger. And she's like, what would you say to this little guy? She's like, does this guy look like a Heisman Trophy winner? And he goes, that guy looks like a national champion. That's what I'd say to that guy. And it's just so natural and so pure. And he's talking about himself when he's looking at himself as a kid. Like, I just love the cockiness. The smoking the cigar after the national championship. I'm with you, buddy. Let's go Burroughs all the way. Yeah, I think the difference is that that Joe Burrow has swagger, whereas Baker Mayfield is a cocky little bitch. Yes. You, you, yes, that is exactly what it is. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. One thing that concerns me here <laughs> is that uh, the majority of the bets are going on the Bengals. Okay. The majority of the handle of the money is going on Cleveland. 70% of the money right now is on Cleveland, which makes me think the Sharps are back in the dog here. But, you know, like you were saying, sometimes the Sharps have bad days, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, listen, to be a Sharp, you just got to win more games than you lose. <laughs> I mean, it's really correct. I mean, nobody's coming in at seven, uh, 700 record, right? Like, beside me and you. Well, you know, that, that name, the moniker Sharp, is a very ambiguous term. Like, what does that even mean? Somebody who gambles for a living? Someone who's over 60%? Well, what does it even mean? That's something we need to dissect next week. We'll put that on the docket for for, uh, for week <laughs> 10 here on Bang the Book. Hey, play by number the way, three. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Play number three. We got Atlanta coming into New Orleans, catching seven. I'm riding Atlanta here, getting the seven. This line uh, was at six earlier in the week, and I kind of laid off. I wanted to see what was going to happen, but I do like the seven. This line started – at five and a half. So you might get some value here with Atlanta plus seven. You know, I've got a new rule for bang the book. Don't lay a touchdown with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. That's a new rule. <laughs> Even if they play uh, Taysom Hill, I, I don't think that they can cover this, this seven. Their top, uh, New Orleans has their top defensive tackle out. They've got a very stout defense, but I think that Matt Ryan's going to be able to move the ball here, and seven points is a lot in a divisional game. Yeah, divisional game in New Orleans, third street quarterback. I mean, and Ryan doesn't have Ridley, like, so he doesn't have Calvin. So that's like the one thing they're probably betting a couple points there. But I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Atlanta's got to cover the seven here. Um, I just don't understand how New Orleans is favored by this much or winning football games with mediocre quarterback play. Like like James Winston, James Winston is not a good quarterback. Like he's mediocre at best. And like they've won some good games this year, some big games. They beat the Packers, like they beat Seattle. Right. So like in Seattle, like I just, it, Sean Payton has got to be a very good like mastermind head coach because 
you know, you took you took Jameis Winston off of Tampa Bay and put Tom Brady in, and they won a Super Bowl. Like Jameis Winston basically had the same team outside of Gronk. So like it's wild to me to think that he's doing this well with them. And he's he's just he just must be a good coach. And he was the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys back in the day. But um I love your plays. I I I am going to play your plays this week, probably. I like it, man. I like it. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm gonna ride them. You're three and oh. You know, call last week. It's so hot. Let's let's keep stay hot. New Orleans does have the number four points against defense. So that's they're allowing just over 18 points a game. I'm sure that's helping them. And they're not really turning the ball over. So I, they're kind of winning in a strange way. They've got the fourth best turnover differential in football. So that's something to look at. But, again, that was with Jameis Winston and not with this guy, uh, Trevor Simeon, out of – isn't he out of Northwestern? Yeah, he played – where did he play before New Orleans, though? He played in Denver, maybe? You're, you're, you're right. right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call right there. Came from hey, North, from Denver. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a pop fly out of you today. I I'm like gonna it. Put an, I'm put another one in your basket, and you not be ready. How about that? Let's do it. Your Baltimore Ravens minus six at home against the Minnesota Vikings that just got beaten by Cooper Rush on Sunday Night Football. Give me your take and give me your bet. This is your wild card of the week. You know I can't bet against Baltimore here. And I certainly am not going to bet against, you know, I'm not going to play Minnesota um, after what I saw on on Sunday night. It's crazy here. I'm looking at the splits. Only, only 17% of the plays here are on Minnesota. <laughs> Everyone loves Baltimore here. Um and I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay on Baltimore. I'm gonna roll with the, with the with the public here. It did get down to five and a half. I think at one point. I think six is a pretty safe number. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They've got to bounce back from the. You know, they came off a bye week. They got to bounce back from an embarrassing game against the Bengals. So give me give me Balmer here laying six. All right, I like it. I made you play four this week. Hey, hey, let's keep that going. Let's uh, let's mix it up a little bit. <laughs> Good, I agree with you. I mean. Vikings didn't show me much. Kirk Cousins is a joke. I've always hated him as a quarterback, and I am a uh, huge Ravens fan nowadays. So let's go Baltimore minus six, you know? Love it, man. Love it. Well, we'll do it again next week in week 10. Until next time, so long, friends. Peace.